0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes, but seven days a week, keeping us in God's word on a daily basis. And that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the word of God. We encourage you to share these studies every day with everybody you can. Help somebody get into God's word, grow in their faith, and get to heaven, hopefully, prayerfully, by getting them into these studies. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody. What a blessing to help somebody grow in their faith, but that will also be a blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're gonna get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about harsh judgments. and this particular focus in our study is part of the broader study that we've been looking at that we've identified or kind of labeled as heart troubles. Heart troubles or problems with the heart. Again, not that heart in our chest. That's a muscle. That's an organ. That's physiological. We're talking about who we really are, who we really are, our mindset, our conscience, our value system, our spiritual reality, who we are. When we talk about, I believe, with all of my heart, we're not talking about, again, that organ in our chest. We're talking about who we really, what our real value system is, with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my being, with all of my soul. Okay. Remember that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, when he was asked, what is the great commandment of the law? He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then Mark includes with all your strength. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about heart problems. And this particular one is making harsh judgments or being hypercritical in finding fault with other people. We've talked about that, and that is a reality with many people. It's a reality, unfortunately, a mega reality in our culture in our nation right now. It's all over the place. People are looking for fault in other people's lives when they should be looking in the mirror of their own lives. They're trying to find something that they can bring out and use to criticize or maybe even destroy that other person. A lot of times it comes through just mean motives, but it, it can come from a lot of different directions. Some people are motivated to make harsh judgments, to be hypercritical in finding fault in other people's lives, if they can find it, if they can ferret it out, you know. Some people, they they do that out of envy. Some people do it out of anger, some out of fear, some out of hatred. And I would suggest to you that some people do it out of a sense of superiority. Huh. Now that goes back to arrogance, doesn't it? to ungodly pride, and that was another focus in one of our sections of this study of heart troubles. King Saul became a mortal enemy of his loyal subject, David, out of envy over the people ascribing greater honor to David than they did to Saul during a particular period of time, pertaining to their exploits in battle. Saul took that to heart. He became envious and perhaps even angry, and maybe even fear, and it developed into, I think we could probably say hatred, ultimately, against David. Ultimately his envy developed into anger and fear, and again possibly hatred. You could read 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 5 through 12. A similar situation is seen in the case of Haman, a high-ranking official under King Ahasuerus, ruler of the Medo-Persian Empire. Now, Haman, he became consumed with anger and probably hatred against a man named Mordecai, a captive Jew who would not bow down or pay homage to him. Again, Haman was a high-ranking official under King Ahasuerus. Mordecai would not bow down to him, would not pay homage to him. Well, Haman devised an intricate plot by which to take vengeance on Mordecai and the rest of the Jews, Mordecai being a Jew, who were captives within the empire. But his plot became his undoing, eventually leading to his own death. Esther chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, verse 1 through chapter 7 and verse 10. Now, think about that. See, his own bitterness, his own anger, his own hatred led to his ultimate physical death. It's also wrong to judge with prejudice. Now, normally when we think of prejudice, we, I think we probably are rather confined in a narrow perspective in our mindset as to what we mean by prejudice. But prejudice goes, it can be broadly applied in a whole lot of different situations, There are some people who are prejudiced who – some people in the north are prejudiced against people in the south. Some people on the coastlines, the east and west coast, they're prejudiced against people in flyover country. Some people are prejudiced because they have a greater education than somebody – who somebody else they know, or they they're somehow you know associated with. But at the same time, some people who don't have as much education as somebody else are prejudiced against those who have degrees on their sleeve. See, it goes in all kinds of different directions, all kinds of different directions. Prejudice is wrong, whatever direction it's it, it goes in, whatever the motive behind it might be. The wise man noted. It is not good to show partiality in judgment, Proverbs twenty four twenty three. If you are standing before a judge for some particular uh, point of order under the law of the land, you don't want that judge to be prejudiced against you for any reason. You want him to be impartial, simply fulfilling his role as judge. You don't want him to come to the bench that day already not liking you already looking for a reason to judge against you. The wise man noted again, it is not good to show partiality in judgment, Proverbs 24 and verse 23. The law of Moses addressed this potential problem directly. Listen, you shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. Leviticus 19 and verse 15. Several other passages reinforce this warning, such as Exodus chapter 23 and verse 3, Deuteronomy 1 and verse 17, Deuteronomy 16 and verse 19. We should follow God's example. And what is that example? There is no partiality with God. Romans 2 and verse 11, and Ephesians 6 and verse 9. So, his judgments will be without partiality or prejudice. Colossians 3 and verse 25. James 2 and verse 4 and verse 9. 1 Peter 1 and verse 17. We need to always maintain an attitude of humility whenever we find ourselves in a position where judging is required. Again, there but by the grace of God go I. While Paul instructed that faithful Christians need to recognize the error of a weak brother and try to lead him back to faithfulness, he said, such must be done in a spirit of gentleness, considering your own self, lest you also be tempted. Galatians 6 and verse 1. And Paul gave a lengthy treatise on such humility in dealing with a weak brother. In Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 13. Now, so we need to learn from these, these instructions in Scripture. We need to recognize that sometimes judging is necessary, but we must do it in the right spirit, with the right mindset, and we also must have the right attitude. I'm ready to forgive. I want to help, and I want to exhibit godliness in how I go about this. Some judging, though, if you're just trying to find fault, or if you're just so quick to almost automatically find fault in somebody, make a judgment against somebody, what you need you need to drop on your knees and ask God's forgiveness because that is an ungodly attitude, an ungodly mindset. We need God's grace. We keep emphasizing, and if we want God's grace, we have to be gracious toward others. We want God's forgiveness, and so the Scriptures tell us over and over and over again, we must be forgiving to others. So we need to stop and examine ourselves. What, Where is our heart in this? Why are we being, tending to be so critical of another person? Why do we find ourselves listening to the words that other people, uh, you know, are saying looking to see if there's some fault to be found in those words. What's our attitude? What's our mindset? We need to examine ourselves. We read that over and over again in basic principle through the New Testament Scriptures. How can we overcome the tendency to be harsh in judging others and finding fault in others? How can we overcome that tendency? Well, there are steps that we can take to discipline ourselves, to guard against making harsh judgments and being hypercritical in finding fault with others. First, we would do well to honestly examine our own lives on a regular, frequent basis. Again, what do we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28? As we, as faithful, dedicated Christians, would come to be ready to partake of the Lord's Supper each first day of the week. What does Paul say? First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 28, he says, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. I need to ask myself, am I ready to partake of this supper in a worthy manner or do I need to be seeking God's forgiveness for something in my life? And then on a more general basis, 2 Corinthians 13 and verse five, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith test yourselves do you not know that yourselves do you not know yourselves that jesus christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified well i need to always be exercising self examination and asking myself you know am i where i should be before i start pointing my finger at somebody else or a whole group of other people i need to be careful Let's stop and pray, and then we'll come back and finish this study next time. Father in heaven, praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. You are the creator. You are the only God. Thank you for loving us so much that you created us with a soul, and you have, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior, made the way for us to be able to be with you in heaven for all of eternity please guide us to walk that straight and narrow pathway of your truth and help us to be an example of this to others in humility, in love, in compassion. Guide us, Father, to be that example. And Father, please, we pray at this time, please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.